0: Thank you for standing by and welcome to the Whisper H1 FY23 presentation. All participants are in a listen-only mode. There will be a presentation followed by a question and answer session. If you wish to ask a question, you'll need to press the star key followed by the number one on your telephone keypad. I would now like to hand the conference over to Mr. Jeremy Giles CEO. Please go ahead. Thanks,
1: Operator. Well, good morning, everyone, and thanks for joining us to discuss Whisper's performance over the first half of FY23. There's plenty going on in our business environment, so today's update is an opportunity to share some of that context and how Whisper is positioned for success. Our CFO, Jenny Putter is here with me. This morning, Jenny and I will take you through the business highlights for the first half of FY23 and discuss our strategy across our three main regions as the company transitions to being cash flow positive. We'll welcome questions at the end. Whisper is at a significant point in its corporate journey, offering a strong proposition to investors. The restructure announced in November 2022 has significantly reduced expenditure, predominantly through reducing our workforce and investment in R&D. Whisper is moving to become cash flow positive. We're pleased at how smoothly the restructure is implemented, and we remain laser-focused on what Whisper does best supporting existing and new clients to leverage our digital communications platform to enhance business operations for better outcomes. Turning to slide four on Whisper today, let's take a look at where those three markets are, as well as what Whisper does. Whisper offers a cloud-based communications platform that connects businesses and people through various messaging systems, SMS, MMS, voice, email, web, social, push, applications, all from one trusted enterprise platform. The product is built on a blended subscription and usage basis and it's sold directly and through a retailer partner network that includes large international telecommunications carriers. Our largest market is ANZ, followed by Asia, where we're putting particular focus on Singapore and the Philippines. Turning to slide five, WISCA transforms how organisations communicate. Our intelligent platforms makes communicating faster, smarter, and more productive. WISCA provides low-code, low, low-tune, business-critical services to its customers. As such, the business is fundamentally well-positioned to succeed in challenging market conditions. As manual communication processes become automated at scale, Many of our customers will utilise more with platform capabilities as they unlock the benefits of delivers for them. Turning now to slide six, you can see the quality and the breadth of our customer base, with users coming from government, education, logistics, and finance, as well as a host of other sectors. We are not dependent on any one industry. In the end, everyone needs to communicate, and a platform that allows efficient and seamless communication becomes indispensable it's not by chance that emergency services organizations such as the fds ambulance victoria the emergency services telecommunications authority have selected whisper as their provider of choice moving on to slide eight we'll start by highlighting some of the key business and financial markers that give us confidence around whispers trajectory Asia has been a standout performer over the half with every sign this positive growth trend will continue. The region delivered double-digit growth while contribution margins are accelerating. This was driven by the partnership we entered into with a major regional telco, which is generating a large pipeline of opportunities. Indeed, the scale potential for the region is huge to a point that it is larger than our AMZ business today. I will discuss a little later some of the measures we are taking to ensure appropriate resources are delivered to this region to Ensure we maximise this growth potential. <coughs> Excuse me. We're seeing strong performance from enterprise software metrics. Our net revenue retention is 107.3%. Revenue churn is sitting at 5.4% to the half. And average customer lifetime value of 580,000 for the first half represents a 9.5% increase from the prior corresponding period. ARR is stable at 62 million. Importantly, the business is on track to generate free cash flow shortly, beginning at some point during Q3, with a full quarter of free cash flow expected for Q4. Our resilient and diversified AMD business, excluding health, saw revenue growth of 5.5% for the half. While the organisational changes made at the end of last year have cemented a lower cost base. Looking forward, we anticipate annualised expense savings of $14 million from the November restructure. I'll now hand over to Jenny Porter, our CFO, to provide you with some more detail around the company's regional financial performance.
0: Thank you, Jeremy. Slide nine provides a snapshot of each region. As mentioned, when health is separated out, the core ANZ business is performing well with revenues of $21.49 million and 5.5% growth on the prior half and a small improvement on PCP of 0.7%. Growth from other sectors is starting to fill the gap left by the decline in health revenue. Growth margin uh, for ANZ was steady at over 60%, and the contribution margin, whilst down on PCP, is up 17.6% on the previous half, demonstrating the recovery post-COVID. After a relatively flat period in Asia, we are now seeing a strong uptick with revenues up 13% on the previous half and 26% on the PCP, while the contribution margin is up 33% on the prior half and 30% on the PCP. In North America, our revenue grew 5.5% on the previous half to 0.81 million, but was down on the PCP. The contribution margin did improve But we are seeing longer sales cycles in this region and we don't see the same growth potential in the short term as we do for Asia. In line with our strategy to go where the opportunity is the greatest, this has led us to make some changes in the near term. And I'll hand back to Jeremy now to take you through
1: these. Thanks, Jenny. The last half has been very instructive regarding where Whistler can get the most return on its investment in sales and marketing. Our Asian sales pipeline is growing rapidly, and we're not seeing the same drag on sales cycles as we are in the US. In fact, we signed the Bank of Philippine Islands just two months after commencing discussions, while negotiations with a number of other potential substantial customers are well advanced. In that context, we have made the strategic decision to withdraw resources from the US market in order to focus on growth opportunities at hand in Asia and the core business in ANZ. The North, North America region has been loss making for some time. This plan allows us to preserve the company's cash position and reduce foreign exchange exposure. There will also be minimal costs to execute this, with staff on four week notice periods. While we, cut, we will cut in from our operating expenses annually from the reduction in staff and the termination of our Colorado lease. A small US team will remain to service existing customers for so long as we have a presence in the region. I'll now ask Jimmy to share some further details on the financial performance for the half year, including detail on each region.
0: Thanks, Jeremy. The next slide, on uh, slide 11, provides a deeper look behind our revenue performance in ANZ. Revenue from ANZ was down 11% on the prior half and 32% on the PPP to $23.92 million. However, as mentioned, when health customers are excluded, revenue grew 5.5% on the prior half and 0.7% on the PCP. This demonstrates the softening headline revenue can largely be isolated to the decline in pandemic-related communication and that the broader ANZ business is performing well. There has been continued expansion in core accounts as part of the whispers land and expand strategy, including ANZ Bank, Green Cross and Cubic Transport. The recent acquisition of RMIT University for Student Communications, following a competitive tender, is an endorsement of WISPA's position in the market. WISPA has also enjoyed new business elsewhere from the government sector, including successfully assisting the Victorian Electoral Commission and the Victorian State Election Voter Communication. Slide 12. This slide um, demonstrates revenue in Asia, the trend in Asia is extremely positive, with revenue growing 13% on the prior half and 26% ahead of the same period last year. Market conditions following COVID-19 have materially improved in Asia, and Whisper has established several new strategic sales partnerships in the region. The sales pipeline is strong as our telco partnership produces numerous opportunities. Similarly, in the Philippines and Indonesia, our go to market strategy sees our two key channel partners connecting us with numerous sales opportunities. In the second quarter, we signed Bank of Philippine Islands, which will use the Whisper platform across more than 900 of its branches with a complex range of use cases. Slide 13 North America delivered revenue growth of 5.5% on the prior half. However, was down 23% on the PCP. Whilst we did have a number of positive outcomes in the region this half, including the successful launch of the company's new pay-by-text feature, the current economic environment is causing many US businesses to be cautious when it comes to making investments. Customers are placing a greater emphasis on return on investment, or ROI, and this is leading to longer sales cycles. Whilst well, Whisper can demonstrate good ROI thanks to the productivity benefits of its platform, the current environment means this market is simply not offering the same opportunities as we see in Asia and, in fact, has been subscale for some time. Slide 14 takes a look at operating expenses. Um, this slide demonstrates how we have arrange in expenses, particularly over the last 18 months, and continue to do so. The final bar on the chart in each section indicates our expense run rate as at December um, annualised, and provi- therefore providing an indication of where expenses are heading. As you can see, the most significant reduction is in employee costs, but we also have also reduced costs right across the board. These will four even further with the plans to reduce resourcing in the US region. Importantly, we are on track to successfully deliver more than 18 million of annual savings following the recent restructure in November and the US downsizing, then 14 million from the November restructure and four from the North America downsize. Slide 15 takes a look at contribution margins by region. Um, They are improving over the prior half, particularly in the core ANZ business, excluding health and Asia. ANZX Health is up 17.6% to 2.37 million, and Asia is up 32.6% to a loss of 0.87 million. Contribution margins in Australia as a whole have fallen, though, due to the decrease in COVID related revenues. Whilst North America's contribution margin improved by 21.9% to a loss of 1.74 million, the region is still posting a negative contribution margin with relatively small revenue growth, as we've mentioned. Slide 16 um, takes a look at cash and cash flows. We have a cash balance at December of 9.43 million and a further 1.62 million in restricted cash. LISPA is on track to deliver a positive free cash flow for the whole of Q4, and in fact, we'll get to that point at some point during Q3. As expenses are expected to fall by approximately 18 million following the restructures we've mentioned. As the business continues to grow, excess cash will be reinvested for growth as appropriate. Slide 17 provides headline numbers for the half. Revenue for the half year was 28.75 million. Whilst revenue was down on both the prior half and PCP, which reflects a drop off as the COVID-19 vaccine rollout completed, as we previously discussed. Pleasingly, though, our margins improved for the half, with gross margin up 0.2 percentage points to 58.6%, while operating expenses are down from the prior half at 26.03 mil, or $24.89 when excluding redundancy costs associated with the restructure. Our EBITDA loss has increased due to the revenue downturn, but is set to improve with the new cost base and anticipated revenue growth going forward. Slide 18 demonstrates what this half year result would have looked like if the North American plan had been in place at the beginning of this financial year. Looking now at the impact of these changes, we expect all metrics to improve and for revenue to continue, at least for the short term. By way of indication, if we adjust our first-half results to the expected impact, we would see gross margin improve by around one percentage point, and operating expenses would reduce by 10.5%, with corresponding improvements in EBITDA and cash flow. Going forward to FY24, it is expected that certain marketing roles will be re-established in the Philippines at a much cheaper cost base to the company. Slides 19 and 20 are for information only and provide a summary of the group p balance sheet and cash flow. And I'll now hand back to Jeremy.
1: Thanks, Jimmy. We'll now take a look at the business metrics. We move forward to slide 22. Slide 22 provides an overview of some of the key metrics that we think really talk to the fundamentals of our business. Net customer revenue attention to the half was 107.3%, while sound 15.1% on the prior corresponding period. This is still a strong number comfortably above 100%. Revenue churn is at 5.4%, slightly above the company's targeted churn of 5%. And we'll take a closer look at that figure in a minute. Customer lifetime value has grown 9.5% on the prior corresponding period to $580,000, whilst ARR is stable at 62 million. Moving to slide 23, this slide demonstrates how a land and expand strategy increases customer revenue over time. Our sales team works hard to land new customers, but once they're signed to the Whistle platform, there are then multiple opportunities to explore across each customer. And we open up opportunities to increase revenue and that provides us a very cost-effective way to grow revenue, and it's much cheaper than acquiring new customers. The organic growth and established customer base provides future revenue surety. As noted, the net customer revenue attention to a half was 107.3%. Moving to slide 24, revenue term is at 5.4%. A slight increase in churn and quite primarily driven from the loss of revenue in the ANZ health sector. This has resulted in a softer first half of the year. Once that churn has washed through, though, we expect a churn to dip back below our target of 5% or less. Moving to slide 25, our successful customer acquisition and retention strategies are showcased here on the first half of customer lifetime value of five, uh, 580,000, representing an increase over our 1H22Pi corresponding period, and an an increase over the first half of FY21. Our ability to increase the lifetime value of our customers highlights the sustainability and profitability of our business model. Moving to slide 26, the government sector is now our largest source of revenue, 28%, and we continue to attract new business from government entities in Australia and abroad. Healthcare has dropped back slightly to 14%, but is still a strong contributor, while a broad range of industries contribute roughly equally to most of the remaining revenue, demonstrating the wide appeal of our platform and consequential resilience should one industry or another face particular challenges. In slide 27, you can see that ARR closed at 62 million at the end of the first half, up 3.3% on the prior cross one period, and stable against the prior quarter. ARR is down 5.2% from the, 50, from the 65.4 million at the end of SY22, with a softer start to the half as state health departments churned to COVID related use cases. Regionally, ANZX Health is up 4.2% on the prior corresponding period and largely flat it's against the POP, reflecting the general economic environment. Asia continues to grow up 23.3% on the prior corresponding period and 1.6% on the prior half. This is expected to grow given the recent contract signings that will start to flow into revenue in the second half of the financial year. Slide 28. This slide demonstrates the impact the decline in pandemic communications has had on our overall RR. Whilst most sectors are performing well, a decline in healthcare revenue has impacted the overall number. We the belief that the fall in healthcare related ARR is temporary and the company is in a strong position to regain those healthcare use cases in the second half of FY23 and FY24. All other industries are poised for growth following a seasonally softer first quarter as global market conditions demand smarter communications. Slide 29. We know that nearly all our customers increase their spend more quarter to quarter, particularly in the first two years as they become more familiar with our product and the many ways they can use it. This organic usage growth leads to sticky long-term relationships as customers invest their digital transformation or as they invest in their digital transformation and leverage the efficiencies and material cost savings with the deliverance of scale. As confidence and trust builds over time, the volume of work customers put on the platform can increase substantially. Turning now to the outlook. In summary, the enters the new calendar year, a leaner company, creating the baseline to generate positive cash flow. We have a strong, diverse customer base and significant revenue growth opportunities. Turning to slide 31. Despite a soft start, FY23, with Cherm's healthcare use cases, We're is well-positioned for long-term success, and I'll point point to, in particular, the five key strengths. First, a strong customer base seeking some of the world's best-regarded companies as well as numerous government departments. Second, we have an industry-leading product, and one that makes it easy for customers to expand the way they use it over time. Third, our large and growing total addressable market. All organisations need to communicate and using digital communications carries productivity and quality benefits. Fourth, we have the right thing in place to keep this on track and to be able to take advantage of the new market opportunities as they emerge. And finally, our new leaner operating model will bring us to a new phase of delivering positive free cash flow, ensuring we are robust in the current environment. And slide 31. With those trends in mind, there are a few comments we can make about the outlook by region. We anticipate strong revenue growth in Asia as that region scales with our established channel partnerships. ANZ excluding health will continue to deliver revenue growth while we expect stabilisation in our health revenue ahead of the next growth phase. North America will be contributing positively to profitability in Q4 FY23 following the withdrawal of resources in Q3, as we've already covered. So looking at the company as a whole, we are on track to generate positive cash flow for the whole of Q4 and beyond. Similarly, we'll be in positive EBITDA for the second half of FY23 and anticipate revenue of between 58 and 62 million for the full financial year. Slide 32. Finally, what can the market expect in the medium term? Well, we expect to enjoy strong organic revenue growth of more, more than 20% year-on-year, as well as an improvement in gross margin to more than 65% as region scale. As we transition to a cash-accretive business, we will reinvest available funds to accelerate our product roadmap and revenue growth sustainably, without the requirement to raise additional capital. In the medium to long term, we anticipate EBITDA margins above 20%. While working towards the goal, we're committed to maintaining a strong cash position at all times. Thank you for your attention. And I'll now hand back to the operator. We can, uh, happy, we're now happy to take, uh, or answer any of your questions.
0: Thank you. If you wish to ask a question, please press star 1 on the telephone and wait for your name to be announced. If you wish to cancel to your request, please press star 2. If you're on a speakerphone, please pick up... to ask a question. We'll just pause momentarily for questions to enter the queue. Once again, if you wish to ask a question, please press star one on your telephone and wait for your name to be announced. There are no questions at this time, and I'll hand back closing remarks.
1: Thanks, operator. Well, we have had a, a very busy first half of the year. There's been a lot of activity, particularly uh, on the back of the restructure and the downsizing of the business. But at the same time, we see our channel partnerships in the Asia region really starting to fire. We have a rapidly expanding pipeline of opportunities and some extraordinary brands in that pipeline. We have a standard opportunities to scale the utilization of the platform across these new businesses as new customers so with all those things in mind and the you know the, the restructure at a much lower cost base we really see the business now really well positioned for growth for the coming quarters ahead which is profitable and it's just terrific to see the company on this trajectory so i want to thank all of our and investors in all support and We look forward to reporting uh, coolly on our progress as we uh, tackle this next phase of growth. Thanks very much for joining the call.